From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 170, for the week of July 25th, 2013. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Malata-Willie, and Michael Bowling. In this week's show, Tony tells us how to get to San Diego without using a car, and Michael talks about Disney legend Raleigh Crump. All that plus this week's news, roundtable rapid fire, and our Diz Sports Third of the Week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello everyone. Hey. hey there, hi there, ho there. I am almost all done packing for our cruise. We leave tomorrow... Ooh. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we leave. We well, we we we're starting. We're going to take three days to drive up to Vancouver. So we're starting our drive tomorrow. We're going to drive um, up to Van, uh, to Eureka, spend the night there, and then we're going to try to drive through the redwoods up to Portland. Well, the redwoods are in California, but you know, we drive through the redwoods on the way to Portland, and then we're going to make our last stop in Bellingham on Monday. Oh, I'm sorry, Sunday. Bellingham, Washington, and then Monday we get on the ship. You know, usually when you drive someplace, you, you, the destination is is the ultimate, but right. it sounds it's like a, you're going to yeah. be having a nice trip up there also. Yeah, yeah. Well, the friends we're traveling with don't get out to California a lot, so we wanted to take them on a little longer, take a little longer to drive up there and do some fun things along the way. Nice. That's going to be fun. So, if you're in Eureka or Portland or Bellingham, wave to me, okay? <laughs> or anywhere along I-5 <laughs> through through Oregon and Washington. Um, any housekeepings? Oh, come on. I, I have them, but I don't want to. I wanted to give others a chance to go. Oh, they're so through. nice. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go first. You go first. You go first. No, you okay. go. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. <laughs> Click. Okay. Um, I had the opportunity to dine at Club Thirty Three recently. So while we were there, I asked them about the uh, refurbishments. You did, know, the expansion the of the club, etc. Did, 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 did the fire alarms go on? No, oh, the fire alarms didn't go on. I'm sorry you didn't have that experience. <laughs> yeah, we had an uninterrupted meal, darn it. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, we had a really nice lunch, so thank you to our sponsor for letting us do that. It was great. But um, while I was there, I asked about the expansion, and I was told, because initially, remember, I had said that right. they were going to close the club in you know July or August. and Well, now um, the cast member who was working told me they don't know when they're going to be closing the club for um, the expansion right. or what's going on. She said there's so much information out there on the Internet, but that they're kind of, you know, keeping close. Right. Well, and I, I think I had said on another show that they, they're they doing a lot of pre-work, you know, in the, in the new area so that they don't have to keep it closed as long. That's a really smart way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like built, you know, do that area first since they're not – anyway – yeah. Yep. So, so we know that it's going to happen. We just don't know when. So, right. don't let. So, people, if you're planning on going there, go ahead with your plans. And the day they tell you you can't make reservations, then mm-hmm. you'll know. Then you'll know. <laughs> and then let us know or email Mary yeah. Jo. <laughs> email me at maryjo at wdwinfo.com. So, excellent. Or post it on the Disneyland board. 
Um, also want to mention with uh, the expo coming up, we are planning a meet and look for details of that on our show notes and all over the Disneyland boards and hope to see you all there. Wave at us, catch us, and say hello. Stand in line with us and Stand talk with to pass the yes, time. Exactly. <laughs> Bring us food. Share <laughs> uh, trivia. Share trivia. Yeah, there you go. Any other housekeeping? Chat nights. Mm. Thank you. Chat night, Wednesday nights. And I haven't gone through my list yet. I'm sorry. I almost went to the news without going through my list. <laughs> Chat nights, Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. Mary Jo will be there. Email us at dlpodcast at wdwinfo.com. And, of course, our show notes page is disunplug.com, where you find links to all our shows and anything we talk about. And since Tony is still traveling, I will have some news as it is. Hmm. All right, Anaheim's vision of streetcars traveling from near Anaheim Stadium to the gates of Disneyland and beyond won a crucial vote recently, despite concerns about what the final price tag might look like. City estimates, city estimates, no, city estimates peg that the final cost is around 320 million for three miles of track. Ooh. That would make the Anaheim streetcar tens of millions of dollars more expensive than any other streetcar projects around the nation, wow. including Santa Ana and Los Angeles. Board members of the Orange County Transportation Authority, who control the purse strings that Anaheim needs to even build a streetcar, blinked at that cost last month, and so their most recent estimate only allows them to continue studying and planning the streetcar's proposal with a warning to get the costs down. The vote does not commit any more money to the project. They already have about $2.7 million for the next phase of the studies. It also doesn't give Anaheim the final approval for the streetcar, which is a decision that they've saved for next year at the earliest, after all the studies are done. Of course, the, the proposed streetcar would run on tracks set onto the street from a station near Angel Stadium and the Honda Center through the Platinum Triangle, past Disneyland and California Adventure, to the Convention Center. The, the current plans call for tearing down a Best Western Hotel and an IHOP restaurant to make a station across from Disneyland. City documents show that that and other land acquisitions would displace 235 workers. Supporters of the streetcar project include tourism groups, of course, the, the Angels, the Ducks, and a majority of city council, and a majority of Anaheim City Council. And they say it will help tourists, residents, and workers. Uh, help, it will help deliver tourists, residents, and workers to these city's attractions. Of course, critics denounce the project as a boondoggle that will only benefit Disneyland. I I kind of want to see this done, but not. If it's going to be that much money, and I don't know that if, if it's that much money, if they can make it reasonably priced to travel on. Hmm. What? Nice. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> yes, well, I'm just. You know, you're wondering when it costs that much. Are they ever going to? Would they ever get? Would they ever make money on it? Right. Can we talk about the bullet train? No, let's not. Yeah, I was thinking. That. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you not in California, the bullet train is, or what do they call this? I'm sorry, high, just go go ahead and Google California high speed rail, and yeah, that that will. And try to get past the laughter. Yes, first. exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, next story. 
Yeah, I found this story. It's a little bit older, but I wanted to talk about this because maybe our listeners can help out on this. A man who had his truck and his prosthetic leg stolen while at Nutsbury Farm says he never says never mind about the truck, but he's devastated about the loss of his leg. Juan Hernandez, 53, has been forced to use a wheelchair after someone stole his prosthetic leg, which was in the back seat of his truck. Hernandez, who lost his leg to gang violence, spent the day at Knott'sbury Farm with his wife and grandchildren, and when they returned to the parking lot, their 2007 Chevy Silverado was gone, and with it, his leg. The former what is this, like, doing in the car instead of on him? I, maybe he couldn't take it on the rides? Oh. Yeah, he had he had taken his leg off because uh, it was either bothering him or something, so he took it off, and he decided to use the wheelchair. And I think it was also that for the rights, too, yeah. Tom, like you said. The former Marine, former Marine said point. he was just about getting back to regular life and had started going to the gym and was able to help out with everyday chores. Um, the family has says no questions will be asked for the return of the leg. The, the prosthetic leg was custom-fitted to Hernandez and valued between three thirty thousand and fifty thousand dollars, and it was a gift last year after his story aired on America's Most Wanted. Wow! He was nearly killed in two thousand ten after trying to stop taggers in his Santa Ana neighborhood. Police say a twenty-four-year-old gang member deliberately ran over Hernandez again and again. Police continue their search for that gang member who may um, who used the name Jose Beruete. And may also be going by the name of Luis Avila. He travels between Mexicali and Orange County and may be slimmer than he looks in the photos that were released by authorities that described him as six foot two inches tall and two hundred and twenty pounds. Oh. How do you how do you say it, pronounce that last name, Mary Jo? B E R R U E T T E. Berrueta. Berrueta. No, Berrueta. Berrueta. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyone with information about the stolen leg? Or Buete's whereabouts, uh, you can call Orange County Crime Stoppers 855 TIP OCCS. So if anybody out there knows anything about Mr. Hernandez's leg or the gang activity, please help out. And I don't know. Well, it's just, yeah, it's like, give him back his leg. Come on, exactly. drop, it, drop it somewhere. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. You you would think that once they heard that the because uh, this has been in the news you know yeah. and and also that they would have returned that or if they had seen it mm-hmm. come on take yeah. it to to a hospital or somewhere somebody's right right so they could turn it in right all right downer of a news day sorry about that um, time for rapid fire let's start with Mary Jo well well coming <laughs> well um, news came out that Nosbury Farm has a return of the Halloween haunt. Uh, beginning in September 26th, tickets are on sale. And one of the cool things about the haunt this year is that they've really stepped up their game. The Universal Studios is really um, giving them a run for the money. Mm-hmm. And so Miss Elvira is coming back to perform. And um, according to Tom, her costume is very appropriate for a scary... Uh, <laughs> 61. She's 61, folks. Sorry, go ahead. And uh, still wearing the sexy outfit. Yes, she is. But they've also... Not that uh, I looked. How would you know? I'm going to talk to Christy. (laughs) But um, they have... you got it, flaunt it. I guess that's her (laughs) philosophy. That's my motto. 
<laughs> and and she's doing quite well. And she's so funny anyway. So um, they have a new scare zone, and this year they they have um, reduced the number of mazes. But the reason why they did that is because they want to. Um, make them better. So they want to dedicate their time in having a more quality mazes that are really going to scare the pants off you um, rather than a bunch of um, mazes that really are poorly executed. And a couple that they're getting rid of is the Dia de los Muertos, which I really like. Yeah, so people are kind, kind of upset of, um, about that. Yeah, because that one was 3D, and it was so cool. I mean, you feel, it's, it's kind of cool because I don't take drugs, never have. But it's kind of like I've been on drugs when I'm wearing those glasses and walking through there. I kind of get the idea of what it's like. Um, so I'm kind of bummed that they're getting rid of that. I'm sure a lot of people will be happy that they're getting rid of Uncle Bobo's Big Top because that means that scary they're not going to have all these scary clowns. Oh, yeah. Those clowns are so cool, though, because they – I know Kelly's, Kelly's groaning behind me because she really likes the scary clowns. But they'll, they'll have it um, when we were there um, – the clown was in front of us, and then it went dark for a second. And when the light came back up, he was right in front of us because he had he was on a cable. So nice. Yeah, it was really really cool. But and people, I guess they, it was maybe too cheesy. Mm-hmm. But um, really looking, one of our um, people on the Diz, um, the one who does the divas, Mama Mama U4 Beth, she uh, loves. Halloween. So every year she tries to get people going together to go to the Halloween haunt, and she's kind of distanced now. She just takes her family. Nah. But uh, for anybody who wants to to get together as a Diz group, we should get a, a group going to go to that the Halloween haunt because that's so much fun and scary. But anyway, like I said, <laughs> here, Nan. yeah, Nancy. Um, I will tell you that unlike Disneyland's Mickey Halloween party, which is for everyone, this is definitely for the older crowd. Um, yeah, it's, they it's recommend, not, yeah. not not recommended for children under thirteen. Yeah, and and they're really serious about that. I've been there with women who cry because they're scared. So um, they really do a good job um, in this in this particular venue. So looking forward to it and seeing Elvira yeah. in her <laughs> sultry, snarky way. Now she's going to be at the Charles Schultz Theater. So she, will, will she be ice skating or? <laughs> she, well, she, she'll have Elvira that costume on, on with, ice. Yeah, Elvira, <laughs> but wearing the Snoopy head, you know. Yeah. Kind of, oh my God! That's the picture. I'm blind from the inside now. <laughs> with her stiletto uh, skates. Nice. Uh, we do have all, a bunch of information about Haunt on the Halloween section of the Diz, so I will put a link to that in the show notes. All right, thank you, Mary Jo. Michael? All right, well, I know a lot of people enjoy eating at the Carthay Circle restaurant. That's probably one of my very favorite restaurants. And they like to get go for the World of Color um, dining package. Well, Disney recently made a change to where now the World of Color dinner is pre-fee. Did I say that properly? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, good. So now what it is is that you, for a price for guests... Um, ages 10 and over, $59 is $59 plus tax, and ages 3 to 9 is $39 plus tax. From a menu, you get to select an appetizer. Actually, that's, that's not correct. Oh, I'm but, sorry. No, that's okay. Uh, lunch is 39 dinner is $59, mm-hmm. and then for kids, lunch is 18 and dinner is 20 
Okay, thank you. Mm, no problem. So, and then what you can do is you can select an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert. So among the appetizers, you can select a seasonal soup. Um, currently, they're serving a Thai lemongrass um, squash broth accented with ginger, coconut, and cilantro glazed chicken, or the Carthay green salad. That includes jicama, cucumber, cilantro, and orange-white balsamic vinaigrette. For the entrees, you know, when, when we eat at Disney World and they have a fixed menu, a lot of times they, it's sort of a cheaper menu. They, I don't think they did that at Carthay Circle. They, right. they have some really good things on here. Um, you can choose from sautéed short rib ravioli with portobello mushrooms, red pepper, and cabernet juice, or rigatoni with roasted chicken, including pancetta, summer peas, spinach, and pinot juice, um, summer garden vegetable risotto, um, a schooner bay salmon with, on fresh golden tomato salsa, avocado, and cucumber relish, sautéed shrimp with summer corn, zucchini, applewood bacon, and basil pesto, grilled Angus ribeye with sautéed mushroom ragu with red flame grapes and blue cheese, and western cut pork chop with fingerling potatoes, string beans, and summer peaches. So those all sound really good. And then for desserts, you can choose from either a toasted lemon pound cake or a Cordelia chocolate decadent layer cake. So, um, so I think this sounds like a pretty good menu for you for a world of color fans. And the the kids do. Uh, it's the same thing. You get the the two the three courses. You get the starter, the entree, and the dessert. Um, they can either choose a salad or soup. Uh, the arc. A pasta, um, a fish, or crispy tacos, or a sobo noodle bowl. I think mm. this is lunch. And then either a scoop of ice cream with, yeah, a scoop of ice cream or a caramel apple, I'm sorry, green apple caramel parfait push pop. Oh, how interesting. Yeah, for dessert. That's huh. the, yeah, that's the lunch. Let's see if I have Dinner. Dinner is exactly the same, except it's twenty dollars per person. So, <laughs> Go oh, I'm for sorry. Lunch. Except they do offer a, a grilled petite fillet of beef at dinner. Very nice. Yep. So, so something different from the old chicken fingers and macaroni oh, and cheese. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and, Car- and Carthay has always been that way. They don't. It's always been something different for the kids, which mm-hmm. is nice. We keep telling Wes that on, on the, like when we're, cause we're going on a cruise. I told you to go work on a cruise next week, right? Anyway. Really? Um, yeah. Where that, are you going? Alaska. Um, to order, you know, we let them order off the, the, the grown-ups menu a lot because it's, there's different things rather than the chicken fingers, pizza, mac and cheese type stuff. Anyway, sorry. Uh, and the food's good. So. Yeah, it is. Alright, thank you, Michael. Mary, uh, Nancy. Okay, you know, we've got a lot of things coming up this weekend. We've got, you know, D23, we've got all that stuff. But if you're not a D23 and you like Halloween like everyone else has been talking about, Scare LA is taking place downtown. Which weekend and is this? This is the 10th and 11th. Okay, cool. So if you're not a D23 or you get tired of D23... <gasps> Heaven forbid. <laughs> <laughs> or D23 doesn't tell you what the heck that 
that optimist yeah. optimist game was <laughs> head downtown um, scare LA is a conference of um, and seminars classes workshops etc from all of the pros in the Halloween haunting industry so it's from people who do um, how do I want to put this? From people who do the at-home charity haunted houses, you know, the kind they build in their front yard, all the way to people who do um, makeup, props, showmanship for the big for-profits, you know, the small and the large ones, even things like Halloween haunts. They'll have special guests from Knott's, from Universal, um, etc., talking about their particular things. Um, even Garner Holt, who is famous for its animatronics and stuff that it produces for Disneyland and Walt Disney World um, and other aspects of the Disney company, they'll be there talking about things they've done for um, this kind of stuff. Some of the highlight classes, um, design and decor, haunting on a budget, home haunt safety, um, turning a scary fun hobby into a hauntingly good business, um, <laughs> horror makeup, masks and appliances. That must be a virus. Managing <laughs> screaming. Horror makeup. Horror makeup. <laughs> this one, I love this one. Managing screaming people. Haunt traffic flow tips. Wow. And then, of course, there's movers and shakers acting techniques for haunters. <laughs> Um, there, but there's some fun stuff too, like skulls and bones, how to make sugar skeletons, how, and also carving the ultimate jack-o'-lanterns. And that one's called pumpkin gore, as well as other stuff on Halloween history, Dia de los Muertos, um, talk about all the different Halloween haunt programs, which frankly Universal hasn't given us, Universal Hollywood hasn't given us crap about theirs, except for saying one of their mazes is going to be the same one as in Orlando, but that's beside the point. I mean, Universal's really been quiet about their Halloween program this year. I mean, even the lady up the street from me is going to be a special guest presenter at this. Nice. Well, they do a really amazing haunted house for cystic fibrosis charity every year. And she said what start it's what started off as a party for her daughter has become this huge thing that they do every single year. So um Scare LA is gonna be held, let's see, downtown at the oh Scare LA has been being held at the Los Angeles Mart downtown on South Broadway, and you can find information on it at scarela.com. Tickets start at $25. Cool. We should go. Yeah, isn't that fun? Yeah. I would love to go to a convention like that just to see some of I mean, I hate personally going through those things. <laughs> but you love scaring other people? Well, I worked in a haunted house when I was in high school. So, I mean, I can handle being, like, in a room doing something. But, I don't know. I I, th- I just think that it's really fascinating to see how people do the makeup and how some of the stuff is actually put together. Because there's a real art to doing that kind of stuff in the dark as well. Because you've got 
totally different lighting aspects and things like that. So, cool. Anyway, all right. Thank you, Nancy. Um, I am going to talk about something else that's on the Pacific Coast, and that's Alani. We have a new offer from for Alani. If you want to uh, escape to Disney's New Paradise in Hawaii for a limited time, when you purchase a minimum of four nights stay, you will get a fifth night free which is a great offer already, then an additional $100 resort credit. Offers available most nights between August 26th and November 23rd, 2013, and also December 1st through December 15th, 2013, and the offer must be booked by September 6th. So contact your travel agent or Dreams Unlimited Travel, and we will they'll help you head out to Hawaii. I need Yay. to go check it out. Really want to go. Next year or the year after, it's on our list. Excellent. Especially since we're DVC members. There you go. It's in cost. Nice. Whoop, whoop. Sorry. <laughs> that is rapid fire. Time for our thread of the week, Mary Jo. This week, we have a thread from Disneyland1084, who posts quite regularly on our Disneyland board. Um, she's been with the Diz since... April 2005, and she has a fun thread on the Disneyland community board. It says, at Disneyland, I remember when, and her thread says, at Disneyland, I remember when the admission price was only twenty eight seventy five compared to today's price of, compared to today's price. twenty eight seventy five is just pocket change. And yes, I know Disneyland has more than now, has more now than it did 20 plus years ago. So what do you remember at Disneyland that is no longer? So that we have pages of people reminiscing about things at Disneyland, kind of like what we did last week when we were talking about our uh, what we our earliest memories at Disneyland that Michael had brought up. But people put down things like the A, B, C, D, E tickets, the original submarine voyage. Um, somebody, it's funny because you know we have such a mix of ages there. Uh-huh. Somebody's talking about, uh, we go from talking about the rocket rods when they were functional. Um, <laughs> and the, um, buckets. Did you guys, what did you call the Skyway at Disneyland? Well, I think we, we always call called the them the Sky, we used to call them the Sky Buckets. The sky Buckets? Uh-huh. Nancy, do you remember what you called them? Um, well, we didn't, you know, not growing up here, we didn't go on them. But, um, but I had a friend who actually was a lead there before they were taken down. He he worked the last lead shift before they were taken down, and he, they used to call them the sky buckets. His favorite thing was to kick people off of them. <laughs> That's nice. funny. Well, you know, you get kids who spitting down from the sky buckets was a bad thing. I hope they did get caught because that's just an ugly thing to do. I know um, exactly. Sorry, what? No, Nancy was finishing. Oh, okay. Go ahead. That was it. Tom, what did you call him? Yeah. I don't know that we did. Just this guy. See, we used to yeah. always call him the basket, so. Oh, okay. I just, yeah, different people have different different things. Anyway, some people talk about the chicken of the sea pirate ship in Fantasyland. Oh, I was just thinking about that. The tuna sandwiches, which I hated. <laughs> oh, I remember the Malaboomer. Yeah. 
Well, you need to post that on the thread. Yes, I do. <laughs> you should. A link in our show notes, and you'll see Tom's post there. And anybody who'd like to uh, read some of the fun things that people remember about Disneyland Resort, and if you'd like to add yours in, please do and share. I do remember seeing the House of the Future. Yep. Oh, I yeah. don't remember that. I Did remember that. that. Walking through it, yeah. My mother was so impressed with the kitchen, I remember. <laughs> I don't remember much inside it, but I remember going in. I remember walking around it on the outside. Oh, here's one for Michael. Do you remember after after Circle Vision, the exhibit after Circle Vision What's of that? the telephones? Oh, where they had the, the, the rooms where you could... Big rooms? Yeah. yeah, we could use yeah. like speakerphone. We used to yeah. use those all the time yeah. to call family. See, I do remember was, a little bit of stuff. Uh-huh. But that's, that was later, though, I think, wasn't it? They had those at Epcot, too, when they first opened up um, the um, the ball. The ball? Spaceship Earth, you mean? Spaceship Earth, yeah. <laughs> the big, giant, golfing ball thingy? Mm. Yeah, they used to have big giant giant telephones and, you could, and and rooms, and you could go in and you could call your friends. And Do you remember the yeah. those beautiful Mary Blair murals in Tomorrowland? They're still there, aren't they? They are, but I know they've been sort of cut up a bit. Yeah. You know, they've been shortened and things, yeah. but at least most they're, of them are still they're there. They're under, underneath the current mm-hmm. murals. Yeah. yeah. If you go to the Walt Disney Family Museum, you can see the uh, camera that they use to create Circle Vision. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is cool. Remember the rocket rods? (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) I wrote it once. Remember when you could climb up the scaffolding and see them building California Adventure? (laughs) Where you used to stand there and and look at the, the mountain range that was... Things. Remember oh. two years ago when they were building cars? Oh, no, sorry. Well, the motor boats through Gummy Bears Glen. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my gosh. I remember when they did that. Yeah. That was the last time we rode them, and our boat broke, and we had to wait. for. I was in it with my son, and so we had to wait for someone to come up behind us and push us the rest of the way. <laughs> nice. Did they get in the water and push you? No, somebody in another boat pushed us okay. through. <laughs> I remember realizing that those boats weren't really being operated and driven and steered by us. I was so disappointed. Spoiler alert. I know. Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> well, they're not, now it's Fantasia Gardens with a pretty view and yeah. a nice a nice necking center. Not that I know, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But if I were younger and I had a boyfriend. <laughs> I remember, weren't you the one that asked when Fantasy Fair was built if that path to the castle was 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 romantic or something? Uh-huh. It, at that time, I was dating somebody. There's a theme. Was. There's a theme <laughs> here. All right. Michael, now there's just a, a found <laughs> turret. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Mary Jo. That is going to do it for this segment of the Dis Unplugged. Be sure to catch our other Disneyland segments this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. 